Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Hey, I'm so glad you're listening to the show this week. Last week, I took the week off from podcasting because I was getting ready to take a trip with my husband. You see, it's September, and when September rolls around, just a few days in, I get to celebrate my birthday. So this year, it's a big one. It's, gosh, it's a big one. It's one that, if I'm being honest, has hit me harder than any other. I did not mind turning 30, 40, even 45, but turning 50 has caused me to stop and think and reflect, ponder, and even celebrate. So we celebrated in New York City for uh, almost a week and had the most fabulous time watching tennis. I am a huge tennis fan. Uh, If you know, I'm a huge sports fan, actually. I am a girl who grew up watching sports, playing sports, enjoying sports, and Tennis has just been one that I've watched for so many years in awe and have always wanted to go to a major. This year, my dream came true. Jeff took me to to New York to the U.S. Open. And not only did he take me to the U.S. Open, we got to see some of the top players in the world. We got to see Serena Williams play twice. We got to see Novak Djokovic. We got to see Sloane Stephens. We got to see... Um, Sharapova. We got to see so many players, and then we got to see the most epic match I think I've ever witnessed in all my years of watching tennis. We got to wit- witness uh, Rafael Nadal play Dominique Team, and it went until after 2 a.m. in the morning in New York, and we were staying in Times Square, so we took the subway back, the number seven train, if ever you go, and we did not get back to our room till well after three in the morning, and it was worth It was worth staying up late. It was worth the lack of sleep. It was something. It was just something. So I'm so thankful that I have a sweet husband who celebrates me and wanted to take me on that trip. It was wonderful. He has spoiled me. He bought me a new car. We got a new puppy. We already have two dogs that you often hear on the show. We have Hannah, who is a Labradoodle. She is the one you most often hear. And then Eddie, who is a sweet, soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. He is reaching 12 years of age. And so we decided to start thinking about a new addition um, just to raise up and, you know, kind of be ready to take over whenever that time comes. And uh, we chose an Airedale Terrier. And I have to be honest, we've only had her for two days and I'm exhausted. It, it reminds me of infant motherhood, right? When you bring those babies home and they get their days and nights mixed up. And that's what Ivy is doing. She is staying up all night and I'm we are crate training her and she is just crying hysterically. <laughs> just like that and I'm just like oh and I remember it's funny because it makes me think of first time parenting but even though I've had puppies before and I've it's been 10 years since I've had a puppy and so I have um, gone back and I've been reading everything about puppies and about this breed and I've been talking I've got several friends who have this breed in fact we got her through um, a great friend used the same breeder and suggested that we use this breeder and anyway I'm terrified Have you ever, like, looked at your kids and been terrified of them? That's kind of how I'm feeling about this puppy because everything I read about this breed is if you don't teach her who's boss and you don't challenge her enough, you will become her pet. And and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. But I'm such a grace-filled 
girl, but I want to, you know, make sure I don't have this rotten dog. So it has been hilarious. I mean, you guys would laugh at me, which is probably the way that I started with parenting too. I was over the top and wanted to make sure I got everything right. And I was always reading and using my child development background. And, and I know that, uh, we just have to chill, right, with both of those. I mean, you do have to take care of a puppy and put her in her place. but and, and even with children, right, we do have to let them know that we are the parents, they are the children, and it's how you do it. It's that balance of where it becomes not um, authoritarian or, you know, being a dictator, but you're just a leader. And even with animals, I think they search out for a leader. They Children, too, they want us to lead them. They want us to be the leader of the pack. But often we feel guilty when we do that and we have all these emotions and then the children end up, you know, taking charge and running over us and the dogs end up taking charge and running over us. So anyway, all that to say, ah, I'm turning 50. So I thought for this week, I would just talk about turning 50 and looking back and what are some of the things that have gone through my head as I've thought about this big year and the 50 years that I've lived. And wow, that's a lot of things that have happened in those 50 years. And I'm hoping that, because I'm assuming most of you are in your 20s, maybe 30s that listen. We might have a few in your 40s. But for the most part, I know that I'm reaching you guys when 50 seems so far away as it did for me too. But one thing I want to say to you is, oh my gosh, it really does go by so fast, right? Everybody says that. Time flies. You know, the days are long, but the years are short. We say all these cliche cliche things. Oh, they're so true, ladies and gents. It's so true. I can't say enough how quickly it goes. Like, I am overwhelmed at how quickly it goes. Every time a Facebook memory pops up lately, I've just burst into tears. You know, I've just been like, what? How was that just seven years ago? How was that just 10 years ago? How was that just, you know, I guess about as far as Facebook goes back. But I'm blown away by how much something changes in 10 years, in five years, in even two years. It goes by so swiftly. So every day when you are in the trenches and you are exhausted and you are wishing the days away, and I've been there too, I want you to grab the reality of this goes by so fast so that you don't look back with regrets of not realizing that. The other thing that I have thought about as I've looked past, looked back on the last 50 years, don't freaking waste time on things that don't matter. What are those things? Saying yes to everything. It does not matter. If you say no to helping out in Sunday school one week, it's it really it's not a big deal. Say no. It might save your sanity and they will find someone else. Don't waste time on things that don't matter. Don't overdo everything. You know, in when you have little kids, it doesn't matter how your house is decorated because you're going to have to undecorate it. Again, I'm going to relate so much to this puppy because that's how I've been feeling, you know, already two days in. You know, think about it. she's, you know, seven weeks, so she's pretty much like a toddler. 
I'm going through the house already having to pull plants out. She's climbing into the bookshelves. She's doing all those things. I'm, I'm just, yeah, as fast as I can, I'm undecorating my house, everything that this puppy can get to. You know, shoes. And that's how to, so don't waste time over decorating and putting things down and get to only get frustrated that your kids are going to pull it off or mess it up. Yes, they are going to do that. Don't waste time on things that don't matter like, um, freaking out about laundry being piled up. It's going to be piled up when they're little. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. What matters are their hearts. What matters is that you sat on the floor with them and read to them. What matters is that you took them to to outside. You, you met a friend. You ran around. You sang songs. You invested in them. That's what matters. Um, while Jeff and I were in New York, I get a message that one of Grace's um, best friends, her dad dropped dead in his 40s, healthy guy, dropped dead of a heart attack. Homeschooling family, their youngest is 11. Just like that. And, and as I think about in the dying in your 40s, what do you, what mattered? You know, what was he hustling and bustling to do? Maybe he got it all right, I don't know, but most of us. We get so consumed with just too much of everything and we pile this stress on us and we feel like we have to help everybody out and we feel like we have to keep a perfect house and we feel like we have to have the kids perfectly dressed. We don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your kids have you know, mismatched socks. It doesn't matter. I think I've said before, my kids have gone to church in two different shoes before. Don't waste time on things that don't matter. It doesn't matter. That, that one hit me hard. So with that, relationships, relationships, relationships. I'm not saying it three times so you think yeah, I want you to have three times the amount of relationships. Absolutely not. The thing that I've hit is this, the quality of relationships. The fewer relationships you have with friends, to be honest, the better those relationships will be. The thing that I am guilty of over the years, I have had a lot of friendships. I have had um, women come and go in my life. Women who I thought loved me. I thought loved me unconditionally. Um, only to find out they were in the background sharing stories and judging and, and um, hurting me deeply. Choose your circle wisely. I know I say it all the time. And your circle doesn't mean somebody who agrees with you all the time. I think that's what people think. They're like, well, you just want people around you that agree with you. Not actually, no. Um, my closest circle, man, they've said the hard, some hard truths to me, some realities to me that I didn't really want to hear. But I listened because I knew they loved me no matter what. Who are the people in your life that are your circle? Who's your circle? I know, I know we've talked about this on the podcast if you've listened you got to choose those people wisely. You've got to be careful who you share information with. Why? Because your heart is at risk. You're, and when, you're, when you get your heart crushed, it goes into your mind and your mind begins to question everything. And so you need to be really careful who you're vulnerable with. I want you to be vulnerable. It takes courage to be vulnerable. But you don't have to be vulnerable with every single person you're in Bible study with. You don't have to be vulnerable with every single person that you're on a play date with. You don't have to be vulnerable with everybody who comes over for coffee. You don't. You get to hold your heart close and 
only show the true you. And I'm not saying be a fake. Please don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying you don't have to get like vomit your personal life to every person that you meet. You don't have to be careful and hold that close because what happens is when, if especially if you're like me, I'm an ESFJ, I'm an extrovert, I share, I overshare all the time, then we get crushed because it comes back to bite us in the butt. And be careful. Choose your friendships carefully. I have had friends, some of the same friends for 20 years, 30 years. My inner circle, I have known for a long, long time. Most of them um, for 20 years. Now, a few of them are newer, five years, but it's clear they're supposed to be in my inner circle. Sorry, I needed a sip of coffee. So maybe you'll have those people. I'm having a sip of coffee in my U.S. Open Cup, by the way. That's super cool. I wish that... um, you could see my gold cup. Maybe I'll take a picture of it because it looks so cute. But it is um, Friday afternoon and it's going to be a long night. And it was a long night out with the puppy. So, whew, mama's feeling tired. <laughs> How do you do it with newborns, ladies? I know you're exhausted. You're probably like half asleep listening to this podcast because you're so tired. And I, as I was getting up at 4 a.m. and she'd been crying since midnight, I'm thinking... Oh my gosh, how I remember that just, you know, falling into the room to get the baby to nurse the baby or take care of the baby. And that's kind of how I felt with the puppy. Um, The other thing I just want to say that turning 50 has just hit home is to make sure you follow your own dreams. I know if you've listened to me, I talk about that a lot. But, you know, I dream of a lot of things that um, a lot have come true. But a lot I'm still out there trying to grab. I dream of writing a book that changes people. I really do. I want to write a book that just changes moms, that changes women. And, And I still can't quite grab what that book is supposed to be. But this year at 50, this is my year I'm working on it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it at 50. I'm going to sit down and do my very best to write this book. And so if you have thoughts on what that book should be, which you would love for me to say, and when the women came for the weekend, they all shared their thoughts. And in fact, it's been kind of a joke that, um, I don't know if you heard my very first podcast with Carrie Vosick. If you didn't, you should go back because I really thought it would be my first and my last because Carrie shared that when I met her, I was speaking at a homeschool conference and she came up to me in tears and, you know, she asked me my thoughts on her son reading and what to do with all the people who give their opinions. And, and I remember, I, actually, I don't remember this clearly, but she tells me and through that as memory, but she's like, I said, do you want my real answer or my spiritual answer? And she said, she wanted my real answer. And I said, Ethel. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I'm not trying to throw language at you, but man, Ethel. And as I think about 50, what that means and what I meant was, this is your, this is you. This is your life. These are your kids. These are your dreams. This is your family You have got to find a way to tune out the junk, the opinions of everyone else so that you can really chase after the dream you have for you, for you and your spouse, for you and your family. So 
don't be afraid to follow your own dreams. And I think often we have these big dreams and it's because of other people that we don't go for. People tell us we can't, we shouldn't, we might not make it. No one does that. No one becomes a tennis star. Do you think that Serena Williams really believed that? I bet she did, but I bet it took a lot of courage to believe it. I bet a lot of people along the way said, you'll never make it. You'll never be anything. And look at her now. I'm amazed when I see women and hear their stories of how they chase their dreams. And their dream might be to be a mom. That's a beautiful dream. It doesn't have to be some famous person out there, some huge athlete. Your dream could be to paint a picture every day. Your dream could be to, you know, help someone accomplish a goal. Your dream could be to you know, bake. I I don't know what your dream is. I know one of my dreams is just to change the world for moms. It really is. I see myself giving TED Talks. I see myself writing these books. And unfortunately, writing requires me to be still. And you probably know me enough by listening to my podcast. That's hard for me. It's hard for me to even sit still and record these podcasts sometimes because I'm on the go. But I think it's important. I think it's valuable. So follow your dreams, ladies. Being a mom shouldn't stop you. Being a wife shouldn't stop you. You've got dreams the Lord gave you. And go after those. That's not selfish. It's using the gifts and talents that he He put in you, that he instilled in you, that he blessed you with, so those can be used. So many people who've impacted our world greatly have been moms. So don't forget to do that. Another thing that, and I'm going to laugh as I say it because it's so true as I hit 50, laugh more, worry less. Laugh more, worry less. I, my old mama heart giggles now, and I'm telling you ladies, please don't think I am throwing judgment on any of you in your parenting because I was a hilarious young mom. I mean, I... Oh, I was so dogmatic and I didn't want anyone's advice and don't tell me what you think is best to feed my kids and don't tell me what you think is best because I knew it all, right? I was a child development specialist and I knew it. Well, (laughs) I didn't know it all. And some of those people had great advice had I just not been so, you know, arrogant and I would have listened. So don't worry about... Every little thing with your kiddos, I promise you, they'll be okay. I worried that if they ate too much sugar, you know, they were going to be so hyper. I look, and I get it, and there are things, like we did take out dyes out of their diet. We did take out gluten and dairy out of their diet. And, and I am a big fan of eating effect. I understand that eating affects our emotions and eating affects behavior and all that. But what I am not a big fan of being over the top with it, that you destroy relationships with others over it. And I definitely did. And so I would just advise you, be careful. Be careful with all of that. Stay true to yourself. Stay true to your convictions. Stay true to what you believe is best for your kids. I don't want you to waver on that. But just try not to worry about every little thing with them. They're going to be fine. They really are. And we freak out all the time as parents that we're going to mess them up. Well, you might mess them up. I always say it. That's why there'll always be therapists, right? Because you might. 
But what I do know is that we just try and do better. The more, like, know better, do better. So another thing I've learned is that I'm not going to beat myself up for the mistakes that I made as a mom. I'm just going to try and learn. So now what I do is I try and be slow to speak and quick to listen. Pretty much live my life the opposite. I've been quick to speak and slow to listen. I will interrupt you. I will jump in, try and prove my point. And I heard a sermon recently, and that was so key. Slow to speak, quick to listen. And I'm trying desperately to do that, to not react, to not jump in, to not debate, not worry as much. Just listen, take it in, apply what needs to be applied, and move on. Know better. If I know more, just like that even, then I'll try and do better. The importance of being slow to speak and quick to listen. So so I'm encouraging you to be true to yourself, encouraging you not to freak out and worry about what everybody says. Here's the other thing that I know. You can't get the time back. So the more you spend time worrying, time is ticking. So instead of worrying, do your very best to be carefree about it, to, to try and find that carefree attitude. How do you do that? You get some time for yourself. I'm, I know I'm like a broken record. You're probably like, this is nothing new. This is your rant all the time. It is. But I feel like that even at 50, I have to give it to myself so much to get away, sit, be quiet, be calm, put on some music, get in a bathtub, put in some bubbles, get a, a meditation on or some quiet music on or whatever it is you do to Calm your mind to get to be still. Still. We aren't still. We rush this world away. We rush the time away. We rush the day away. You can't get the time back, ladies. 50 is here. And I tell you, it's been a great 50 years. Lots of beautiful things have happened. I love my career that I have. I love the children I have, the grandchildren I have, the ministry that I have. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I really wouldn't because I feel like the girl that I am today is who I'm meant to be. And I don't know that I would be here if I hadn't lived these 50 years. But I know looking forward to the next 50, I'm going to do some things differently than I did. I'm not going to care what other people think of me. I'm going to do my very best to lead with love. I'm going to try and laugh more and worry less. I'm going to try not to waste time on things that don't matter. I'm going to follow my dreams. I'm going to write that book. I'm going to write that book. And I'm going to try to keep learning so that I know more, so that I can do better. I'm going to work hard to be slow to speak and quick to listen. I hope you will take some of these thoughts and you'll apply them as well. I can't wait next week. I've got some new people that are coming on the show. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to introduce you to a life coach. Um, she helps homeschool moms specifically. Then we are going to talk to a special lady whose mom impacted me. And that's coming up. So that's Ashley Wiggers. She'll be on the show as well. Then we're going to be booking some more ladies. Again, men too. If there's people that you want to hear on the show for me to talk to, 
get their thoughts about motherhood, about homeschooling, about life in general, let me know because I want to do it because that's what we are. We are real. We are hopefully talking about stuff that matters. I hope you have a great week. I am about to get dressed and go watch some football. Take care. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.